Hello. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to African Jeopardy. My name is Ife, and I'm recording from Creole in Scotland. Um, Dr. Bel Habib is not able to join us today um, for personal reason, but we have really an amazing guest to discuss um, impact of COVID-19 on clinical radiography practice, the African story with us. And that person is no other person but Dr. Theophilus Akudjedu. Theo is the program coordinator for the MSc Medical Imaging with Management Program and a senior lecturer in medical imaging at the Institute of Medical Imaging and Visualization, Bonmont University in England. He holds an honorary diagnostic radiographer post with the University Hospitals, Dorset, England. He obtained his undergraduate degree from the University of Ghana, BSc Diagnostic Radiography, and postgraduate degrees from King's College London, MSc Neuroimaging, and the National University of Ireland, Galway, PhD Medicine. Dr. Akujedu is a senior fellow of the Higher Education Authority, with, which demonstrates his continuing professional development and professionalism in teaching and the support of student learning, as well as his desire to develop and promote excellence in education. As a clinical academic diagnostic radiographer, Theo's research, Theo's research interest relate mostly to clinical neuroimaging, MRI, radiography and healthcare research and workforce development. Prior to his postgraduate studies, Theo worked clinically as a diagnostic radiographer in some of Ghana's busiest urban and rural hospitals. I mean, you would agree with me that this is the right person for us to speak to today about impact of COVID-19 on clinical radiography practice, the African story. And welcome, welcome, Dr. Theo. Thank you so much, Dr. Yamahood. I'm just so happy um, to be with you guys and um, happy thank you for the invitation. Oh no, thank you so much for actually accepting our invitation because I know that you have a very um, busy schedule. Um, and so without taking much of your time, I would like to delve in immediately and say, what is radiography? What is clinical radiography? What does it entail? Yeah, thank you for that. So um, radiography or medical imaging um, really relates to the use of um, electro uh, components of the electromagnetic spectrum. So if you think that, that sounds a bit complex, but just for the benefit of um, people who are not within or from this um, area of work, um, when you think about the electromagnetic spectrum, we are talking about, you know, radio waves, you know, so how your mobile phones, the, the, the connectivity that enables your mobile phones to work um, for radio transmissions to be carried or sent over um, a, um, a particular um, area and so that 
the, the, the group of these waves are referred to as electromagnetic spectrum. And within this spectrum, there are components that could actually be used for imaging, one of which is ultrasound. So when you think about it, when you know our ladies are pregnant, that's the kind of like common application of um of, of um an imaging modality. That's you know ultrasound. So this is very high frequency sound beyond hearing, but then it's made use of in, in imaging. Another one is, I mean, the commonest is x-rays. So everyone, you know, might have had an x-ray, you know, um, in a lifetime. You, you cannot see them, but then of course they do exist. Another one is um, um, MRI scanners. So, they make use of magnetism and radio frequency waves to image parts of the body or even the whole body or an area of interest that your doctor would um, request. We have CT scanner that actually makes use of just normal X-ray, but it uses different and a complex form of um, computerized algorithms that generates different or detailed form of uh, medical images that helps in the diagnosis. Talking broadly about radiography, there are two kind of like wings to it. So there is the diagnostic aspect of radiography and the therapeutic aspect. Whereas the diagnostic aspect relates to all the um, imaging modalities that I've just described and they are all used for diagnosis. So from a broken bone fracture to diagnosis of cancer or other kind of diseases or pathologies that you know um, we encounter on daily basis within clinical practice. The other branch of radiography is radiotherapy or therapeutic radiography. And what we do within that you know aspect of work is that we make use still of um, radiation. So this is still part of the electromagnetic spectrum, but I mean a, a different component. And Whereas we, we make use of the other components for diagnosis, we use this particular, a different component, which is relatively higher for the, the cure or for the treatment of cancer. So within radiography, we have two main branches um, 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 within that, this broad umbrella of um, professional practice. Oh. <laughs> I mean, thank you so much for the um, detailed explanation. And actually, the, the simplistic way that you've done it have meant that I can actually understand it because I thought it was going to be a bit complex for me, but I actually understand what you mean. The next question then is, I mean, what has this got to do with COVID? Is there an impact on, uh, uh, I mean, has COVID affected clinical radiography practice enough. Actually, before we get there, can you give us, can you paint a picture of, of what clinical radiography looks like on the African continent? And then we'll get yeah. to the COVID bit. Yeah, so um, practice, practice of um, radiography within Africa is sort of um, really what I would call it is not at the moment it's not really standardized. So standardized in the sense that 
Africa is sort of like a very big continent, but we have different, you know, sort of like facets in terms of um, clinical practice. So I would broadly look at it from the perspective of Anglophone um, Africa and Francophone Africa. Um, I could also look at it from the perspective of, um, you know, just the demographic or um, blocks really, or maybe the American sort of like um, kind of practice and, and, um, and um, the sort of like the British kind of like practice. So the, the Anglophone kind of like practice, although, I mean, radiography is radiography. I mean, practice is practice. But there are key kind of like variations. So some countries um, mostly follow practice, the American way of practice. Um, and most of the, of, the, of the countries across the continents follow the, the, the British way of practice. So there, for example, CT scan, um, that, that is sort of like the British way of referring to it. When you go to America, they refer it they refer to it as CAT scan. So CAT scan standing for computerized axial tomography scan. But in uh -huh. Britain, in Britain and the countries that follow the British kind of like system of practice would just refer to it as computerized tomography. And so there are some subtle, small little bits of, of differences. And when it comes to the protocols that we implement in our practice as well, you would realize that there are some, you know, um, subtle differences, which of course make um, a bit of impact um, or, or difference in, in the way we practice. So across the continent broadly, um, prior to COVID, it's not really practice, it's not really standardized, but of mm -hmm. note, most of, of the countries do follow the British way of practice, irrespective of being Francophone or Anglophone. Okay, thank you so much um, for clarifying. And now I think this is then the right time to ask you, um, how has COVID impacted clinical radiography practice on the African continent? Has it, has it had an impact on it? If yes, how? Yeah, it, it, did, it did have um, significant impact, especially in the initial acute phase of the pandemic. So um, radiography emerged as, um, especially diagnostic radiography, um, specifically um, general x-ray for chest and um, CT scan of the chest emerged as um, some of the key um, diagnostic modalities for, for the management of COVID-19. So this was very early on in the, in the pandemic and even now for management of some cases. So that means that as the cases were going up, um, the pressure on the workforce and the, the resources that we have for radiographic practice is sort of like also impacted in the way. In Africa though, um, just across the continent globe um, um, generally, what we noticed was that, I mean, relatively the, the, the case numbers were relatively you know, small, but what we noticed was Whereas in, in other places like in Europe and in America, whereas um, 
there were sort of like increasing pressure or increasing workload due to COVID in, in, in these areas, we noticed that in Africa, there is a relative decline in the workload, okay, um, as a result of COVID. And so we sort of like decided to dig deep, why? And we noticed that um, there is sort of like loss of patient confidence in hospital attendance with the fear that, you know, when they attend hospital or any clinical facility, they stand a chance of, you know, you know carrying an infection home. Okay, so th th there is sort of like a relative decline um, um, in, in, in case um, in hospital attendance and therefore um, the workload. Um, that being said, the workforce um, is also um, sort of like very anxious. So there is anxiety across the, the, the workforce. And this is not just across um, the African continent, but you know, globally, um, there is you know, that anxiety emanating from the fact that you know, they, they are scared, you know, the workforce is, is, is scared um, that you know, they, they stand a chance of you know, contracting the infection. Um, workload issues are kind of like a concern contributing to um, some of these um, anxieties that, and, and, and you know, mental health issues even. Um, and so the, the pandemic actually really highlighted our prior knowledge to indicate that radiography practice varies widely across, you know, different settings, you know, within the continent and mostly it's often due to differences in, in expert human and, and physical resource availability across the continent. So most countries, not just in Africa, but other developing countries, we noticed that um, resource challenges were key. So for example, in the UK where they the immediately set up the 19 hospitals with dedicated, um, medical imaging facilities just for uh, not screening, but for managing COVID patients. Um, the health systems relatively in Africa are relatively weak. And so they could not, you know, set up some of these dedicated um, facilities to manage um, the, the patient, the COVID patients, you know, passing through the hospital. So, you know, it's just the same um, equipments used for managing, you know, the normal patients coming through were also being used for managing um, a COVID patient. So these are some of the impacts that COVID has really had, um, but it's, it's really also highlighted some of the existing inequities that um, healthcare is actually really plagued with. Okay, thank you so much. It's really interesting to hear um, how COVID has exposed both some of the positive things that is already happening around um, clinical radiography practice on the continent, but at the same time, it has also exposed the level of inequity in that sector. So I guess um, the next question would be, what sort of lessons, what sort of lessons do you think um, that this have taught us? So what, what sort of lessons is is the continent learning from this whole episode in terms of improving clinical radiography practice based on some of the lessons that COVID or the, the stress that COVID have caused on the sector and the lessons they're learning from it? 
Yeah. So um, in the in the initial acute phases of the pandemic, when we interacted with you know um, some of our studies, we when we interacted with um, some of the radiographers and some of the clinical staff, we noticed that there um, there is lack of training, um, lack of communication, and and poor information dissemination. So although I mean you know the pandemic is COVID is something new you know um, and so the little information I mean especially in the initial acute spaces no one knew what to do um, and so in, in, in the west people were receiving training specialized training on how to manage COVID patients and so on and so forth um, back in Africa this this wasn't really happening you know, as quickly enough as it, as it was happening in, in, in other parts of the world. The few people who have information, the, the, the channels of, of communication were not, you know, as effective as elsewhere. And so, you know, people were not really getting, you know, adequate information in relation to um, infection control, um, prevention and patient management approaches, um, and even training. And so moving forward, we, we recommended that, you know, there should be, you know, some form of specialized continuous professional development activity just to sort of like simulate, um, provide um, simulated case scenarios of pandemics, you know, in relation to um, infection prevention and control. Um, efficient communication and information dissemination. Um, just you know, just just simulated activities, the, the, the worst case of worst case scenarios, so that when 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 practitioners sort of like have this in mind, they will be well equipped. And and when when you know in future, when likely events do come, they will be well equipped to sort of like um, handle these situations effectively. The next thing that we, we also noted, it relates to infrastructure, technology, and, and clinical workflow. And so um, as imaging, um, like I said earlier, played an important role in both the diagnosis and management of, of COVID-19 patients. Um, and, and the pandemic has highlighted these existing global discrepancies um, and, and in, in terms of resource availability. We think that, um, developing sort of like um, and implementing sort of like post-pandemic working protocols will be really ideal um, and the existing protocols that are being used could be could be revised so that the clinical workflows could you know move efficiently um, and procurement of infrastructure the, the appropriate infrastructure um, what we, we noticed is that mo most, most African countries sort of like make use of secondhand um, equipments or donated equipments, which, you know, mostly are like, I mean, they are almost out of date and, and they are not able to do the job uh, um, as they should. Um, and so, you know, sort of like highlighting the fact that, you know, appropriate funding should be allocated to some of these um, areas so that um, our you know, our people could be well taken be well taken care of in, in the unlikely event that another pandemic, you know, just says hello to us. Um, the, the other thing is really um, about the workforce. So the, the mental health and well-being of the workforce is really key. 
um, most, 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 like I said earlier, most of the workforce um, were, I mean, are still, you know, in fear of contracting the infection. Um, and the, the, this, this is kind of like widely reported, not just in radiography, but just across all um, of the health, health sector. And this contributed poorly to the mental health and well-being of, of, of practitioners. And we think that um, there, there could be, you know, some form of mental health um, um, strategy or, 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 um, or well-being sort of like components implemented at the work sites just so that it could cater for the workforce as and when you know the need be so these are kind of like the three key areas that um, we think should be you know critically looked at and improved upon um, to to help improve upon practice of radiography across the african continent um, thank you so much, Dr. Theo, for a really insightful conversation, not only on um, sort of educating us about um, clinical radiography practice on, on the African continent, but in general, but also how COVID might have affected it and how people are coping differently and what can be done differently to improve um, the situation across um, clinics. Um, I wanted to our audience, I want to also say thank you so much for listening. Um, when we share this episode, we're going to attach some of uh, Dr. Theo's um, research on this topic um, and any other relevant information that might be um, relevant to share with you. Um, thank you again, um, Dr. Theo, for, for being our guest. I wonder if there's any other thing you'd like to, to say to our audience before we leave. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the next thing is really about opportunity. I mean, um, I work currently, like I was introduced earlier, at Bournemouth University, and um, we have a, a couple of opportunities available on our brand new um, MSc in medical imaging with management. And we have secured, the university has secured funding from the Commonwealth um, Scholarship Commission, specifically for you know, practitioners um, in medical imaging from low and middle income countries. And so I think um, it, it should be still open, still receiving applications. And I think that people who are working in this area should look at some of these opportunities. It might not necessarily be in Bournemouth, but just to highlight that these opportunities do exist and um, people looking at, you know, upgrading um, and improving upon their career should keenly look at some of these opportunities and apply. You never know, it's a life-changing experience. So yeah, just take it. Oh, thank you so much for highlighting that. And absolutely, we'll do well to share the link to that um, on the podcast so that anyone interested might might look at it. And I, I, it, it links to the point you made about training as well and upgrading, and this will be very useful for people, I'm, I'm sure. Um, again, thank you so much to you, Dr. Theo. Thank you so much to our audience, and we hope you have a very good month and weeks ahead. Thank you. Bye.